Hi everyone, this is Gabby and James, and we're starting a podcast, I guess, and I think we're going to call it Illusion, Illusion Pod. Pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just kind of happened naturally because we realized that we talk like a podcast, like we get very yeah. deep in topics, but should we say something about ourselves? This is the first one, so it'll be, we will have an intro, but I think in the future we'll just get into it. F, F1. <laughs> F1. Um, okay, so let's just say stuff about ourselves. And blonde, naturally. Naturally blonde. Have blonde, natural. have blonde moments, mm-hmm. which you'll probably witness a lot of here. You do have blonde moments. Um, I'm a lot more sheltered uh, from culture than I think most people are but mm-hmm. Gabby is so that'll be like a fun she'll teach me you know we'll learn together <laughs> you'll have um you'll have uh you know when they say like children and babies have the most clear insights mm. because they're unprogrammed yeah <laughs> you'll have like the non-cultural programming yeah. and you'll give um like takes that are very intuitive yeah and then I'll have these takes that are very fueled by the culture, yeah. <laughs> the internet, yeah, yeah, the internet flow, yeah. Um, we've known each other since we were three and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're childhood BFFs. Yep. We're um, yep. closer LA. than close. Yeah. Um, it's a really good thing to have. And we live very <laughs> close to each other right now, which I do think is, I don't know, it's a nice thing to talk about. You know. Yeah, we live a five-minute walk away from each other, and actually, I was looking for an apartment, and my only criteria was to be within two miles of James. Mm, yeah, especially for the pandemic, you know. Yeah. So this is our pandemic pod and our new podcast, a little panty project. Um, but I guess so. Where do we come? I wrote in our little bio, which is subject to change, that we're spiritualists, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I actually got because. Um, in Brazil, all the people that my dad shares, this like the spiritual teachers, they're always called spiritualists in their Wikipedias. Yeah. And that was the first time I heard the word. Mm-hmm. But then I also looked up the definition, and it's kind of the perfect definition. I'll bring it up. Spiritualist means an advocate of the doctrine that the spirit exists as distinct from matter, Daniel. or that spirit is the only reality. Damn. But I didn't know yeah. it would be that yeah. direct, and I was like, that definition is actually perfect. And yeah. That's, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, a lot of the stuff that, or the people that my dad shares, it's like... I also don't like how messy. spiritual has become such a, like, everyone uses that, and it's a joke now. I know, it feels like an aesthetic. You know? It feels yeah. like a, a It feels look. like, you know, you can enter spiritual on Etsy, mm-hmm. and you'll find, like, pants. And also spiritual is used for Christianity, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? For like, sure. The holy, like it's like a, yeah. it's an all-consuming term. But when you're a spiritualist, you know there's something there. <laughs> Epoch. Um, so today we're going to be getting into a few topics. The first one, which is something that came out today, which is Emily Ratajkowski, Ratajkowski, Emrata, <laughs> her pregnancy reveal video, um, which was directed by Lena Dunham. Mm. Kind of a vibe. So we're going to talk about that. Do you want to talk about pregnancy? Just, I would love to. Yeah. yeah. Um, Always. Also talking about why we post on Instagram and the different reasons, you know, the different ways we use posts on Instagram, mm-hmm. whether it's strategic or like-based, and uh, that'll be interesting. And then we're also going to get into, uh, so we don't know how to pronounce the name of the gallery. <laughs> Epoch? Epoch. 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 E-P-O-C-H. <laughs> Um, but this was actually something James found yesterday. <laughs> James found. He really was like, I gotta. Yeah. It just. I feel like our relationship is very much like you find a, like a nugget. Like we mm. find like a nugget. We're like oh, toss it over the fence. Yeah. yeah. So James tossed this nugget to me over the fence mm-hmm. because of Patrick Martinez, who yeah. is an incredible artist. Followed him for years. Yeah, we saw him first at LA Louver mm-hmm. in Venice when we were living in Venice, and it was the only yeah. gallery for miles. Yeah, <laughs> but it, we'll yeah. get into it. Yeah, yeah. But really amazing if you want to look at it. It's Phantom Limb is the name of the show. It's a group show um, on the epoch.gallery site. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get into that, and um, we're excited. I dreamed of you for the first time the other night. 
You were swaddled in a blanket and floating. Swaddled in a blanket. Mm. Okay, so that was a tiny bit of um, Embrata's Embrata's pregnancy reveal video. Okay, my first, my very first instinct, <laughs> I was like, Kylie already did this. I was mm. like, this is Kylie did this. Do you remember yeah. the Kylie video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing about that was, it was a lot more like it was other people who were talking about her. That's true. You know, and this is like Emrata being like, here's my mm. baby. Yeah, Kylie, you know. it was her best friend. It was like, it was like a friend. Kylie testimonial. You yeah, know, totally. like, she's going to be a good mom. This is on purpose. Yeah. We all hid this. And, and Emily's, you know, kind of in a different situation. But totally, like, the video reveal. Yeah, and it makes me know. think. I was like, is this the beginning of something, you know, new that everyone's going to do? It's like the yeah. artsy pregnancy reveal video. Yeah. Which I love. I love it. And I was also thinking about these things. Like, oh, like, I, the, my train of thought was, okay, we have this pregnancy reveal video, and is this going to be a new content point, like this new influencer thing? But then I was thinking about how, you know, in the whole history of ever, if you weren't doing a pregnancy reveal video for Instagram, I mean, you were making a scrapbook yeah. and showing your family. It's no different. Yeah. I think it's also interesting because we kind of do everything for the gram at this point so this is just totally. shifting it so that we can not that people mm-hmm. are getting pregnant for it but mm-hmm. hope but um this the video it's like some people are i think <laughs> there's this thing where like kylie people were afraid that kylie getting pregnant early was gonna oh influence other girls yeah people who like didn't have the money to yeah who knows i wouldn't yeah. first like Everyone was like, Kylie has the household of, like, a 40-year-old, like, yeah. woman. You can't just... You can't just do most that. Most 20-year-olds can't. But, um, yeah, totally. But I was thinking, I was... I think I immediately thought of the criticism it was going to get because she gets so much criticism. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, I really enjoy watching her. And when people criticize her, I actually don't like them anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I feel... But why does she get criticism? I don't know. It's always the same kind of... Like, she'll write an article or something or make something like this, and she's taking herself very seriously, and everyone kind of says, oh, the hot girl has an opinion. Or, like, mm. nobody cares about your opinion. You're skinny and hot. Go back to being a model. Yeah. Shut up and dance. <laughs> Shut up and dance. <laughs> Shut up and dance, um, Emily. And people say that, but I I just don't feel that way at all. I love yeah. watching hot girls express well, themselves. Well, that's not fair. It's not fair at all, and I find it very... But it's really common, and actually, Mm. there was someone who I was going to hang out with. It was another, like, meme creator, and we have similar interests, and we were going to hang out a week away, and then within that week in her story, she was, like, hating openly about on Emrata in her story and being Mm. like, oh, she thinks she's such a feminist, like, whatever. Like, just saying all this classic, like, hot girl go back to dancing thing. Yeah. Um... And I just canceled the plans, and I never hung out with her because wow. I was like, I can't stick to your guns. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I think I That's totally like disagree behavior. with that. Totally yeah. disagree with that. Yeah. It's also just it's the whole thing about boxing people in when we're just fully yeah, you know, three dimensional beings, or... like women on other women. It's also to me, it's a big red flag when like a woman hates on another woman for like a hotness. I know. <laughs> you know, for just being like sexy and desired. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it freaks me out totally. Totally. I'm like, there's something wrong. Um, I will say something that is trippy to me, and because I've witnessed a lot of like quarantine pregnancies, yeah, and there's it's a lot bigger of a deal. It feels like on Instagram now, mm-hmm. but the hot pregnancy body. Oh, I know. Which is like, uh, it's not realistic. It's not realistic, but I just don't know. Like, I remember a couple years ago, a girl who I knew who already had a kid really young and she was like I'm gonna get pregnant again but first I have to get skinny and I'm gonna and she started looking like showing me all these like pregnancy Mm -hmm. women that she had saved in her phone and I just thought like I thought like being pregnant you could get fat and it was fun and everyone was like here's (laughs) your big dresses you know like but it's like this is a lot of this video is like sexy pregnancy Mm -hmm. body very Which, true. you know, again, if you want to do that, that's fine. But I didn't know that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, now it's a thing. Like, how fit can you stay while you're Truly. pregnant? And there's treatments. I mean, there's... I remember being at Laser Away and looking through the book, and they had this treatment that I didn't even know existed, Mm -hmm. which is essentially to get rid of post-pregnancy stretch marks. Mm -hmm. And I, my whole life, was under the impression, like, okay, once you have a baby, you get that, like, 
that tummy, you know, mm-hmm. the like rippled tummy, and you can't do anything about it, and that's just life. Yeah. But there's a laser that will tighten your stomach and get rid of all of it. Wow. And in that moment, I realized, oh, all of these post-pregnancy photos yeah. <laughs> of Kim Kardashian and stuff, where you're like, oh wow, they just have so much discipline, you mm-hmm. know, like wow, they did like they put lotion on every day and then worked out. You're like, oh no, they just hit the laser. <laughs> sure. There's also a thing called a mommy makeover. Wow. Which is where they like after you've done your breastfeeding, they mm-hmm. lift your breasts, they cut the stomach to tighten it, and wow. my friend's sister got it, and she's just like a Midwestern mom who you wouldn't think would care really, but that was like a thing she was you know waiting mm-hmm. for, and uh, I'd do it if I had the money, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I probably if you had the money, would you get pregnant? Would you have a surrogate? Mm, that's the thing. Okay, here's the thing about pregnancy to me is that it's always felt medical to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, like, all the content and the general language of pregnancy is like, oh, this beautiful process, this earthly experience, you know, especially in spiritual and, like, holistic communities. It's like, let's squat and and bring the mud and the earth and the baby. I have always, when I think of pregnancy, I think of scissors, I think of blood, I think of gauze. (laughs) I think of that, like, purple color. (laughs) I of don't. The blood or there's always this like purplish of the gloves and things like the placenta. There's always this like oh, when you see okay. there's always this like purplish stuff. Mm. But I I don't think I think of medical. I think of being in the hospital, which is just something I don't like. Yeah. Um, and I have to be honest when I think of pregnancy, and I I think this could change with age or being around more babies. I haven't held a baby in like ten years. <laughs> um, I don't know, but for me it feels very medical and of earth and in fact this kind of spiritual take on pregnancy is not really one that I have I know that I could invent it and I can see it but I do think like the same way that society and buildings are matter it's like Mm -hmm. the body to me is also matter Mm -hmm. and I don't think my spirit cares if I have a baby or not yeah I just think it's like a a transfer of energy I don't so, know. So long answer is yes. <laughs> long answer. I just don't know, but I I would like. Yeah. I feel like to me that just seems like that like doesn't technology. seem like a wild concept to you. No, because it's like you either have the baby through your body or someone else's body. Yeah, like my yeah. body to me is like a tool, mm-hmm. and if technology advances enough to where I can, you know, use another body. Yeah, which it has moved down. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not afraid of technology, and I think that's what the weird pregnancy line is. It's mm-hmm. like you either have this very uh, bodily, like, earthly look at it, and, you know, it's yeah. like you want to have your baby in a tub, <clears throat> or you're like, fuck it, dude, I'm going to have this baby regardless. Yeah. yeah <laughs> technology yeah, yeah. made it so I don't even have to deal with any of the nuances. Yeah. The nuisances. The yeah. nuanced nuisances. The nuanced nuisances. That's our podcast. That's our buzzword. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, what about you? Or how do you feel about pregnancy? Yeah. Um, Would you have a surrogate? I just don't. Like, this is the thing for me is I think so quickly beyond pregnancy. I'm like, mm. the nine months, is some that'll happen somehow. And then I have a kid yeah. for forever. And so that's more where my mind goes to. Okay, you don't think about the process as much? I do think it will. It's both. I don't think I want to go through pregnancy. Mm-hmm. There's just, it's so hard. And everyone tries to make it look easy. But, like... You're making me realize I never think about the kid part. Oh, God. And no one, no one does. Not no yeah. one, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. But it's like... I'm stuck on the birth aspect. The, like, your spine bends. Ugh. Your bo- Like, there's so many things... God. And I just don't know. I don't feel the need to carry a kid. But um, then at that other than after the nine month thing, I just don't know what I would do with a kid. Like babies are very chill. Babies are chill. But then again, like two years in, yeah. you have a toddler. I just I I always say I just don't like I took care of people. I've mm-hmm. taken care of people my whole life. And I don't know if I want to continue. But You just got a puppy. Yeah, and that's a puppy. I like, know, but she still, you know, she still has these needs. You know, yeah. you just gotta go out and poop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She but she sick. doesn't like talk to me and ask me about like <laughs> she who, should she, who she should vote for. You know, like uh, I don't have to like educate her on like you don't want to talk about politics. Topic. Topic. No, <laughs> Yet another human being. <laughs> you know, it's 
not bad. It's just there's so many like aspects of like you gotta another, be good. Another another <laughs> another being with a political opinion. Yeah, I don't want to put it out there. I just don't. I don't think. I just don't know if I want to do it. Like a, a puppy's so much more simple. You know. Yeah, if you're satisfied, I think that's a real. It just seems hard, and I feel like. You know, I'm. I can get into the adoption thing, but that would probably be my preference. Maybe that's why you think of a kid because, deep down, you would adopt, mm-hmm. and so your mind immediately goes to your yeah. subconscious plan. Yeah. Of processing the kid. Yeah. I do. There's some part of me thinks I would have a baby, like in a weird way. I yeah. just feel like I would, and the yeah. only I get a lot of joy from. The idea of my parents having a grandkid, mm-hmm. which is fairly new for me, but when I was in Brazil this recent time, and just seeing, like the I don't know, just the value of a of a baby in the sure. room. Yeah, I mean you that's know? how it is when I bring my dog Joey over. My <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I it's could just sweet. get a puppy. Yeah. Okay, so we definitely went off on personal pregnancy terror, but um, <laughs> did you say terror? Terror. Um, yeah. Terror. <laughs> terror. Um, but with the video itself, I guess, I kind of want to comment on this kind of genre of, like, hot girl art, mm-hmm. which I think you and I also I guess we play with. Too. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it's, is it hot girl art or is it Tumblr art? I don't think it's hot girl art. It's, like... I think, yeah, I don't think we should call it hot girl art to, yeah. like... Well, all girls are hot. Yeah. But then that doesn't, so that doesn't help us. Um... <laughs> Hot girl art, like Tumblr art, it's almost... Well, it's well, like I'm the most say, modern, it's the most contemporary, like, video you can do, because everyone easy. can do it. It's very yeah. easy, yeah, yeah, it's sort of, like, soft voice recording over montage. Yeah. It is funny, the one part I don't understand, you started laughing at that part, too, when it starts to go in overdrive in the video, and oh, she's yeah. like, I see the straight girl across the street, <laughs> yes. and then there, who, is it you? And I'm like, no, your baby's not that bad. <laughs> I love those moments, though, in videos, because it is how, like, the thought process works, you know, where you're, like, that's your eyes are scanning. Yeah. That's probably, that's the one part where I was, like, oh, because it was, like, directed by Lena Dunham. I was, like, well, what does that freaking mean? Yeah, yeah. And then at that part, I was, like, oh, maybe Lena was the one that was, like, and then and we're going to do a stream of consciousness moment. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. that'll get everyone a little bit tense, but then we'll release and return it's to the baby. It's a really short video. I felt like it was 2.43. It felt like a five-minute video. It did. How long was Kylie's? I'm going to look. Kylie pregnancy reveal. Oh, we were getting into that, too, where Kylie's was her best, was her ex-best yeah. friend Jordan Woods yeah. made it. But who knows, you know, it also could have been totally planned. Either I'm way. sure. Well, it was totally planned. Yeah, like they all sat down and were like, we are not going to reveal any information. Yeah. Kylie Jenner pregnancy video. Um, video diary. Hers was a video diary. Mm. Oh, it's called Two Hour Daughter. Oh, what? 11 oh. minutes. Hers was okay. 11 minutes. The making of you. And her little North Face parka. I know. <laughs> Humbling. Is she the one that has a Catherine Bernhardt in her house? She does, yeah. yeah. She has an art collection. Because yeah. really so, her boyfriend's an art collector, too, right? No, it was way before that, when she had a, a tour of her house. She had so many, like, current contemporary art paintings. Mm. I don't know. She claims to be self-made. Like, her parents were um, just, like, teachers. And then she made it big and then chose to invest her money in, like, art because she's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what fascinated me most is just the continuation of, like, of like sexy pregnancy. Yes. And I think that's just what got sexy me the most. Pregnancy. You know, like, we're really at, that's what we're doing now. Bring sexy that should be the name of this episode. Sexy pregnancy. <laughs> I'm going to write it down. Um, <laughs> sexy pregnancy. Don't press too hard, I'd say. Sorry. <laughs> it's my fault yeah. pen. <laughs> I'm pressing really hard on James' delicate metal pounds. Sexy pounds. Sexy pregnancy. Um, like, people are just doing it even if they're not a crazy influencer, is my point. Mm-hmm. And so it's just interesting to see when it's not just Kylie or Kim or whoever. Mm-hmm. Kim didn't even do the pregnancy thing. But, like, which is interesting that Kim didn't start it because I think she would have. She Kim would did have. not. Her first pregnancy, she was She was like horrified. No, she was horrified of it. Remember? She was like horrified was, of herself. Of oh, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, she was horrific. <laughs> 
big woman. Yeah, no, she, she was, was really, really embarrassed yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, her ankles. She was upset about her ankles. And I then remember. she did surrogacy, like right after. Yeah. What she claimed was because of like uh, um, an issue when like Saint was too big and like ruined oh. her uterus or something. Yeah. But um. Oh wait, she had two two pregnancies yeah she had north and saint and then saint oh. was like really risky and almost died or something like that oh, and she also has like some autoimmune disorder too which can be really probably very complicated yeah definitely anyway um <laughs> but yeah sexy pregnancy i don't here's it's like i feel like i've evolved past i think there was a time maybe within the past five years or since 2012 you know mm. especially when we're all kind of unpacking um the male gaze mm-hmm. um where i think i would have resented this where mm. i think i would have been like what like this encourages mm-hmm. a certain thing um but nowadays i almost see it as kind of like an aesthetic challenge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know if that's right though like yeah. i don't look at emrata and think that's the only way to be pregnant or yeah. I better be hot when I'm pregnant. I don't think that way, but I could see how it could make people think that way or more younger impressionable people to think like yeah. pregnancy yeah. is just like a little cute baby bump and you're Yeah. No, I mean I, I think I don't think um anyone like in Emrata's sphere or Emrata herself should be someone that people can aspire to. Yeah. You know, she's um, she's a model, right? She's hundred percent she like, model. Yeah, yeah, so that's just a completely she's an different aesthetic thing. experience. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't have any hate on the sexy pregnancy. I just think it's a fascinating trend that now we're all like, it's happening quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and the industry is like keeping up and like giving us sure. options to have sexy pregnancies and uh, sexy uh, re. What do they call it? Post pregnancies. Oh uh, yeah. Returns. Returns. Sexy postpartums. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't, I, you know, it's like, again, when you're young, you have a different set of standards that you, hopefully you, you learn are, aren't realistic, right? And mm-hmm. so, I'm for, I feel like youth is like a kind of just a disease we all have to like get through. <laughs> I know, right? I mean? I've definitely been feeling that lately. Um, yeah, youth is. It's messy and trippy and, like, Very your brain isn't formed, yeah. you know? I've been saying that youth is the ego part of life, and then mm-hmm. the older you get, the less you have to kind of play the game because mm-hmm. youth is all about creating an identity, which brings you so close to the ego and obsessed mm-hmm. with the ego and obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you get to let go and for sure just enjoy what's there, which is ends up being quite different than the perception you had as a youth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I guess, yeah. And then with that, we can kind of move into <laughs> Instagram posting, which yes. is an ego. Absolutely. It's an ego, ego related. Absolutely. Ego adjacent. Yeah. If not completely. Okay. So I want to get into this topic and I also requested a couple of my friends who are influencers to weigh in on this, but there has been this recent phenomenon on Instagram where the algorithm is being very messy and people are not getting the likes that they used to get and posts are not being seen and it's kind of this like roller coaster of engagement and it kind of just started to make me think about this sort of everlasting process of why we post on Instagram because there's I chalked it up to one, two, three, to four different reasons why we post on Instagram. And if you want to add any more, please do. But mine is, the first one is posting for a crush or a strategic reason, aka, you know, you want your crush to see you without them thinking that you are making them see you or you're trying to maybe appeal to a certain social group or something and... You know, it's a form of uh, distant networking, I guess. The other option is posting for a themed grid, like Mm -hmm. kind of treating your Instagram like a a website or portfolio of your life. And so when you post, you're thinking of the sort of website as a whole Um, or kind of you. I feel like with that kind of posting, you put yourself in the position of a viewer and Mm -hmm. you're like, what do I look like when someone comes to my page? Like, is this a concise array of information? Um, the other one is for raw self-expression, um, which is essentially just the urge to put something out there, say how you feel, 
um, touch some people in the process, possibly. And that's just... And in that form, I think, you don't care about the likes. Mm -hmm. You don't care about how your page looks. You really don't care about what your crush thinks because it's probably really vulnerable and (laughs) a little petty. (laughs) And then last but not least, posting for likes, um, which to me... You know, you could say that every single one is about likes, but I think that there is, we all know what people want from us, whether you're an influencer or have a personal page. You know, I think personal pages are more likely to get a like on a photo of yourself or you Mm. and your partner or your dog. So it's, you know, and then for me, there's a certain array of posts that I know will do really well, which would probably be, let's say, like a self-care meme or a wellness spiritual meme that isn't too complicated (laughs) and easy to share so it's when I say posting for likes I mean posts that you know will strike big and be well received um and then all of these I think are interchangeable Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I asked a couple people so we'll have those sound bites later um but what has been your experience with posting and under these different criteria or if there's any more that I well I think so I've been thinking about like this criteria makes a lot of sense and I was thinking one thing is like post breakup posting Mm. which I guess falls under raw (laughs) self-expression what do you mean by post breakup posting where it's like like I've been through breakups and then been like okay like time to post here I am like (laughs) I'm sad and like maybe my ex is looking and mm. you know there's little messages oh, or so hard. I posted a photo I remember and I would never do this now like I don't feel the need to do this this is youth stuff youth stuff um <laughs> but like I posted a photo of like myself next to a license plate and it probably says something like single or something I don't know you know mm. and then it was like announcing to the crowd mm-hmm. um to see like who of my ex's mm. friends liked it you know it's a very like it's it's I feel like it's uh, self sabotage in a way because or it, a social check in, yeah, that's a big social check in. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like who's still, especially if your ex was in kind of a big social group, it's like mm-hmm. who's still on my side, quote unquote, or mm-hmm. who still has sympathy. Yeah, um, who will still touch me? Yeah, who yeah. can I still say hi to? Yeah, if I ran into them. Um, who has been waiting for me to be single, you yeah. know, because you'll get that like yeah, on the first like session for, for something. <laughs> who hasn't been around. It really is a, a social consensus. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. But I love, I love seeing, I love being able to identify when people are in the post breakup stage because it's such clear post, you know, there's a lot of more face action. Mm-hmm. You'll like there's moodiness mm-hmm. and then you're like hey when was the last time they venmoed their ex mm-hmm. or boyfriend you know and it's <laughs> six months ago <laughs> so you go deep you go beyond oh i love the venmos venmo as a social media platform is insane to me i mm-hmm. think it's it's i just like would have liked to be in the room for that meeting where they said oh we're gonna let people publicly have a feed of who's paying who yeah i yeah. think that's so i mean it's obvious why they did that and it's very obvious but but it's a smart jump you mm-hmm. know like the cash app it could have easily just been another cash app but now mm-hmm. it's venmo you know true mine is always private because mm-hmm. i i personally have no i i take no joy in like people knowing about when i spend my money yeah. like no, I, I mean mine are all private because i'm such a snoop and so i'm like if there's anyone else out there like me yeah i don't want them seeing my shit yeah. yeah totally it is interesting and i wonder if venmo has contributed to any like change in culture about money mm-hmm. or like i think i'm like money is private my money exchanges are private but it's almost like Venmo says, or they can be another form of expression. <laughs> yeah. Well, Venmo, like, had its peak, too, where I feel like people were, were like, you know, raw chicken on the moon. Oh, you know, like, like, they like someone say... got, like, you know, went to the movies or something. They just made these crazy... Yeah, or sex things. Reasons. I remember when it was always, Ooh. like, that was a time. There was a time where oh, I feel like... I missed that. No, this was, like, this was, like, garage rock. <laughs> garage rock era. This was garage rock youth era, where the people <laughs> around me were, uh, there, it would always be, like, anal or, like, um, oh, oh, yeah. I'm prostitute. Like, correct. Just like, yeah. Just, like, that kind of joke. Dumb. Very dumb. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Too easy. That's yeah. why it wasn't funny. It's, like, yeah. it's too easy. Um, James and I, our Venmo, we had a theme for a while where it was always really extravagant, mm-hmm. expensive things that we wanted. Like, I would be, like solar panels on the castle yeah 
Yeah. You know, where we'd be like ice sculptures at the I remember the ice sculpture banquet was dinner. Really good. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, ice sculptures are very special. Yeah. Have you ever seen one in real life? I haven't. No. I want to. Never ever. I would love that. I've also never seen a glacier in person. Well, yeah. I, mean, I know, but they're, kind of, they're the same thing. <laughs> I've never seen the ice cube. <laughs> Well, technically, we have seen an ice sculpture because the ice cube is an ice sculpture. Oh, wow. That's yeah, true. That's really, yeah. That's... How do you characterize a sculpture? Yeah, like the just because it's mainstream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because it's commonplace. An ice cube is a, is a mainstream, mainstream sculpture. Yeah. Facts. The Jeff Koons of sculpture, yeah. of ice sculptures. Yeah. Except not, yeah, because other people do it for them. Damn. Wow. Assembly line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toxic. back to why we post why we post why we post for me it's ever-changing i think it's hilarious like i genuinely get a laugh out of myself when i post for a crush on sai swoon which mm-hmm. has happened before mm-hmm. and i have this thing with sai swoon versus gabby dot a brow because i used to try to <laughs> like corral all the crushes to gabby a brow mm-hmm. so i could like not have that content like interfere yeah. but at the same time i wanted to have my crushes follow sai swoon because it was more honest it was like well this is what I do and yeah. you're gonna find it anyways and also like it also it filters cool. out people who can't handle it <laughs> exactly yeah. which you guys wouldn't even believe how many people can't handle it it's Insane. really strange like Insane. to be in the posting seat mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel very just like it doesn't mean it means so little right but then people get really freaked out when you have a following I feel like for men, I'm like, does it stem from they think they're going to get canceled? Like, they think mm. <laughs> they'll get exposed. Interesting. Like, the, I always think, like, am I a liability? Wow. <laughs> I was thinking of putting that in my But at the end of the day, profile. everyone is a liability because of social media. Very true. We all can do it. We could, mm-hmm. all, we could all cause a stir. But me releasing the dogs, you know, it would true. be instant and lethal. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yours is, like, another level. But I'm just saying we all have, like, some ability. Yeah, true. Very true. Yeah. I think it's probably a, a myriad of things. It'd be fun to do, like, an episode <laughs> where we call people and candidly ask why they couldn't do it. <laughs> that would be great. I know. Oh, God, that would be good. That would be so good. Ugh, I love dating themes. Mm-hmm. I need to stay single so I can do more dating yeah. themes. Um, anyways... Yeah, so I used to, well, I used to separate Gabby and Sai Swoon and try to, like, corral the content, and then, but it just, it really makes me laugh when, like, on Sai Swoon, I have a big crush on somebody, and then I use Sai Swoon, and it's, like, sometimes it's actually really good, because you'll get some good content out of the crush place, or, like yeah. you said, the post-heartbreak place. Yeah. I think some of my best content came from there, because you're, like... Oh, so true. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I don't, it's interesting, because um, I'm in a pretty stable relationship and you're in a great relationship i'm in a great relationship (laughs) but i don't feel the need to post as much anymore because i'm not like throwing my like fishing line out there interesting interesting but it's also less toxic so the when i post it's less toxic posts Mm. and when i was in an unstable relationship i would also post in a like a way more toxic way where i would just say things I couldn't say in the relationship mm. and now I'm just kind of like well like I'll say something when I need to say it but it's not the same thing you mm-hmm. know it's a very I think it's also a lot more me a lot more fun mm-hmm. a, a lot more light a lot more free <laughs> but like right now like when you feel good yeah you know when I, mean? I feel good I'll post something yeah. I also like my page right now is very specific like it falls directly under one of those things that you put mm-hmm. the posting for the grid, the grid. yeah you the definitely grid. have a grid action i have a grid action because mm-hmm. i have a really specific purpose now mm-hmm. which has also been a relief of not thinking i have to post something all the time it's also wild just how instagram is the the place to be so it has to take on all of those roles mm-hmm. which is a bit ridiculous mm-hmm. you know it's a place to post your personal creative projects that make you money yeah. and it's like work, it's like business and pleasure constantly mixing together. Oh, yeah. Bedfellows. Truly. Which is, uh, like, obviously, like, I feel like there's no point in saying if it's good or bad because it's just happening. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I can see how it could be good or bad. I mean, bad because it's confusing and then you kind of 
you know, we love to compartmentalize things and then you just can't. Mm-hmm. But then it's good because compartmentalizing things is an illusion, right? Yeah. And maybe just having all your cards out there is just truthful. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's also coming from you and I. That's how we use Instagram. There are people who just true, like, here's, they're like, here's my dog. Here's my ravioli. Yeah. You know? I guess this applies to creatives. Yeah. People who need, you know, DIY creatives, which is a yeah. lot of the people, I think, that follow Sai Swoon. For sure, yeah. Um, and a lot of people who ask advice, it's usually like, you know. People are using Instagram as a creative medium, you know? Mm-hmm. I have a real story, actually, of the, the posting getting to somebody mm-hmm. where one of my exes was like would get really I didn't even think about it and would get really upset about any content I posted that implied something was wrong with me Mm. and I remember I was like crying on Mm. my birthday and I posted a photo and was like it's my birthday I'll cry if I want to and of course I thought that was cute and funny and then he got really insecure and was like my friends are gonna see this and like they know I was with you and then it's just drama and I was like, well, that's true. Yeah. You know, like... But that isn't... You can't limit your self-expression because yeah. of that. But do yeah. I really need to post? That's my whole yeah. thing was like, do I really need to post a crying photo? Yeah, you know? yeah. I personally, I think since... I like having rules for myself on self-expression. Or, mm-hmm. I think it's smart to kind of feel feelings and then maybe write them. Yeah. And then post them after. Yeah. Like kind of art processing. Yeah. Especially because social media isn't real. So I think if you continuously use it as your one vessel, mm-hmm. I don't know how good that is long term. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's the two-dimensional self, mm-hmm. which is always going to be flattened no matter how, how hard you try. Yeah. So we asked a couple of friends. I asked Harry Hill, at very Harry Hill on Instagram. And also friend my friend Marta, pod. yeah, big friend of the pod, actually inspo for the pod, scrolling, hello. Scrolling, um, <laughs> I'm a scroller. And then Marta, who is big posting influence, I would say. Yeah, I love, I just want to say, I love the vulnerability that Marta is mm-hmm. able to portray. She stays in a, in a context. We love sure, Marta. Yeah. So I asked both at Marta, M-A-R-T-A, and then very Harry Hill um, about their experiences with posting, and we will play those. We'll run those clips right now just to have some fun guest answers. So our first guest answer on this topic comes from Harry Hill, and he's going to give us some really unique insight into what it means when your likes are your livelihood. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the pod from afar. I feel like joining you guys digitally is very much um, on brand for the Illusion Pod, so I'm excited to be a voice here. But basically, I have an Instagram account that went from being a meme account into being kind of like a broad influencer slash personality account. And when I started to gain a following, I started to really become aware of what was what was doing well, quote unquote, what wasn't doing well. And like, I think over time, um, this is going to sound cheesy, but like, you know, I started as a content creator. And then over time, I think um, the content started to create me. <laughs> Um, and I know that like, I'm, I'm half kidding, but I'm also half serious in that, like, I really do sometimes, uh, get in my head and I'm like, wow. And like, is this me? Am I setting out to create something for myself or am I being driven by the fact that I know that this will, you know, get at least 5,000 likes or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, And that is, it's kind of a stupid place to be in because it's like, well, uh, (laughs) that's silly. Like, just just make what you want to make. But then uh, I've been working almost for a full year full time as an influencer, which sounds crazy. And it is. um, But once you add monetary, once you add a monetary component to anything, I think you treat it differently um, than you would if you were just doing it, you know, as a hobby or something. 
And so I kind of do have to think about likes and engagement. And it is stressful to have, you know, you want to have that one post that you post for fun, for shits. But if that post doesn't get likes, it drags down your whole analytic. And I, okay, this is like some some behind the scenes influencer tea. But when you are working with a brand, they track your analytics and they have, there's, I mean, there's so many softwares and like things that they use now to track it. So you can't lie. Like you can't lie about your analytics. They see everything through the back end. So like if, (laughs) this sounds crazy, but if you get 300 likes on a photo and the rest of your photos are getting, you know, 3000 likes, that 300 like post like drags down your average. And that average is what they use to decide which influencer is right for what project or like which influencer is eligible for a certain project. So, uh, that has definitely been on my mind for over a year because I've been getting paid through Instagram paid partnerships for over a year. Um, and that, you know, I mean, it, I'm trying to think of something to compare it to for someone that isn't an influencer. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely, it's, I, I, I don't think that I'm alone in thinking like, okay, who am I posting this for and why am I posting it? That was great. That was yeah, insightful. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Harry. Uh, so alternatively, we have Marta, who also takes part in monetizing Instagram and using it for her business, but places a greater emphasis on posting and observing as a means of support and care. I did so many things the past few months that I just really needed to lean on my friends for support. And I, the universe gives you what you need when you ask for it. So I think I just put out on Instagram like times that I was having a hard time with moving out of my childhood home, times that I was really struggling with moving out of New York this month. And the amount of support I feel in such a real way from people that are literally on this journey with you, I'm just so grateful because I'm just like this is so silly like I have people I don't know that actually care about what I'm doing this is kind of this is silly but um also really amazing and I don't know I follow some people too where like you just care so much and you love them and you just don't it's weird it's really weird I'm I'm grateful I love the internet content like Um, only do what feels good I, I just the accountability I have to myself is to just like if we're going to be stuck on the internet forever, which is kind of what I'm thinking, because again, like our work is on the internet, everyone we meet is on the internet. I want to make it sustainable and I don't want to hate it. I want it to be fun. I, I want to be able to just be who I am IRL also online. And I think you just need to not give a fuck. Thank you, Marta. Thank you, Marta. I really like how that touched on Instagram as a manifestation tool and a give and receive tool. I think about that a lot. I almost feel like we could have a whole episode on that. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> about like the quest map of the internet and Instagram and the portals of tagging. We should just kind of explore this like on site. Mm, okay. okay, so uh, we're talking about one of the, something I'm so excited about. This is something James found. Um, E-P-O-C-H dot gallery. Just type that in the browser and it'll take you to this group show, which is essentially a VR journey. Is this, it looks like, so this is probably, this is New York City, right? No, I think it's actually supposed to be the LACMA. I think it's supposed to be, <laughs> LACMA? This is, oh, it's, is this, it's the, yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, it's, uh, it's okay um, okay that's bigger it's cool right i thought it was just like an abandoned building and i thought i would have to theorize about why they chose a random abandoned building on my okay trying to find the exact thing that they wrote but um yeah this work is in lacma's amundsen building and it's demolished state wow yeah interesting And I will say, Gabby and I have a history of construction sites, and so I felt like that was, was very good for both oh, of us. Oh, it's so us. Like, yeah. it's so us. It's literally, like, when you go on the site, it looks like an abandoned, 
island and then on it is this half bulldozed building mm-hmm. and then you click through the best part too is that there's a tiny map that opens in the corner where you can go from place to place but you're kind of like exploring virtually this um like it's a ruin place. yeah it's yeah. like a ruin but they've also created a kind of futuristic apocalypse time where it's now on islands and not you know mid Wilshire but it's it's really cool this one reminded you of me of you the um what is it Melissa Humphrey yeah that reminded me of me <laughs> for sure glad we can agree on yeah. that um yeah it's very it's like this video I really enjoyed it but it has like a sculpture of like a perfect sphere but made out of looks like sheet metal and then the video is this weird sort of it reminds me of annihilation also totally you have annihilation energy yeah yeah um but it's like nature and then there's this like morphing song right and then mm-hmm. it like it's just it's like alien-ish that was a good one um the ai video i loved the ai video was wild and i'm glad that you told me to seek that because at first i just thought i almost didn't like tune this. in because i thought it was just about sports yeah okay so there is a video there and it's by ellie cortinas 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 um I think it's Ellie because I looked at the profile. I don't think it's Eli. Mm. Eli, I don't know. That's my guess. Oh, um, not Gone with the Wind. Not to Gone with the Wind. Okay, what I felt about this video, so I loved that you told me to watch it all the way through because I thought that it was a a painting with just like a moving image that was on a loop of mm-hmm. people like running, so I didn't care. But if you click on it, it's actually quite a lengthy video. But I liked it because it was like, I feel like it's kind of, similar to art you and I like do and make yeah yeah it reminded me of us like it made <laughs> me feel like I could make more art you yeah know what I mean? absolutely yeah because it was like oh yeah this is kind of but it's also it is tumblr art exactly it's very it is tumblr, tumblr art. art like it's tumblr just, fucking art <laughs> it's accessible um I also love whenever they can incorporate ai 100%. There's a lot of AI talking to I one another. I wanted more of that. I mm-hmm. wanted more of the AI talking to one another. And I know that was just a found clip, because this is essentially all found clips. Is that a mosquito? Is that a mosquito? No, it's not. Okay, good. It's Ew. too fast. It, it's a weird bug. Oh, maybe it's a baby fly. Ugh. Okay, as long, as long as it's not a mosquito, because we don't <laughs> tolerate that. So <laughs> I have to show you this um, video. But essentially, it's all found clips. And it's like, I have been thinking so much about Tumblr art because yeah. Tumblr art also ties in Emrata's pregnancy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and because Tumblr art, I was like, what is Tumblr art? Because you know what it is when you feel it, you know? But yeah. it's, or it's like the Lana Del Rey video games video, mm-hmm. you know? It's yeah. essentially like, what is Tumblr? Tumblr was a place where a bunch of found videos and photos float around with no credit. And you scroll through this experience and curate your own. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of just processing the influx of content. And it's also very, it hinges on nostalgia, I would say. Super nostalgic, yeah. It's kind of like, the thing about Tumblr art is like, I feel like it could be, like it could be hated on and it could be this mm-hmm. like cheap art, but also it's so true to existence that I can't ever break away from it like it is how your brain feels it's like internet runoff Mm -hmm. like it's so real (laughs) and it is yeah I think it it's kind of this this video it feels just like stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. you know and that is kind of what tumblr is too is it's a stream of like other people's consciousnesses Mm -hmm. that are coming together on your laptop you know totally and that's and then it mirrors how we think about things. Mm-hmm. And everything is chopped for its parts. Yeah. This part was wild. Yeah. This. You can hear it's these. Humans are growing cold faster than the planet they inhabit. AI. And that me. <laughs> yeah. Speaking. Your memory may be. But even then, it wasn't really clear what the point of was it other than just being sort of left with this feeling of this is crazy right well that's that's a part of it that I I felt kind of like when you're having a conversation with someone who's like belligerent you know and they mm. say some good stuff and then they're like but don't forget about the mooses and yeah like, that's how the AI you felt, know yeah in yeah. the video also what's so wild about this video is it ends with this video which is literally my favorite tumblr video and I have put it on my instagram 
and it's just a deer prancing through the ocean and it's such a beautiful video because when you know how did the deer get there yeah <laughs> um it's one of the most beautiful videos but this video ends with that video and that was another thing that made me feel so much closer to this piece mm -hmm. where it's like it's funny because you go to this site and you're like wow this amazing curated legit virtual reality like every artist in here is so you know far off yeah yeah and, you know but then i saw it this feels video. untouchable yeah and i was like this is a found clip that is also in my archive like this is also a found clip you know in my tumblr art this is great this statue thing yeah <laughs> um but i thought this video was and it just says you have to breathe and which is, know, this is the art yeah. of it's the art of everyone but this yeah. is yeah this is like the emrata video this is like video games by lana del rey it's like it also it this sort of art works for our short attention span 100 percent. you know there's just like flashing images and like the slow annihilation boulder in front of a projection you're gonna walk in the room and you'll probably walk out unless you're someone like me and you just want to sit in a space and just be there mm -hmm. but the video is something where you can like stay there for a long time because we're just getting hammered with images you know do you think it's gonna get played out because i feel like i am only like this video and a few others were the first times where i was like wow like um tumblr art is in the gallery like yeah. tumblr art is in the museum you know but then again yeah. you know tumblr art i don't think it's gonna get played out for a long time again mm -hmm. i think this is what matches how we think now mm-hmm it's so just it's current. just it's gonna continue to grow. They call it post net art, but I wish they would just call it Tumblr art. <laughs> yeah, that's like the common www. Patrick. So the Patrick Martinez piece. We're mm -hmm. a big fan of him. I like. I mean, this is just a neon. I like his paintings better. Yeah, his. It says hope lives in the darkness, which is a quote um, by someone else. Yeah, he's quoting Rebecca Solnit book hope in the dark does yeah. hope live in the darkness i think we like to think so i mean what else would live in the darkness fear <laughs> yeah i think a lot of things live in the darkness fear and hope yeah are I they mean, opposites for sure well fear is fear and then hope is the hope that the fear will go away or that the fear will turn into something else mm, hope <laughs> hope hope <laughs> to say it in different words hope i'm thinking about hope is like like what like energy frequency is that like is it well hope okay hope is aspirational for sure and i think aspirational like nationally we're sort of at this thing where we can only hope mm -hmm. um even the word hope it sounds like a sphere mm. yeah like it's like yeah. it's like swallowing the idea yeah I don't know, there's something negative about hope, you know? Well, hope basically reinforces the idea that you don't have it. Mm-hmm. That's true, and that's something I've actually been seeing so much more in, like, the manifestation, like, discourse on mm -hmm. TikTok and internet is that the importance of if you want something and if you're going to play that game of I already have it, yeah. part of that is not hoping, not wishing. Knowing. Knowing, yeah. just fully knowing. Yeah. Yeah, hope is different than belief to me. For sure. Yeah. Hope. Yeah, hope, 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 hope was never a word that was used in my house. Hope sounds performative. Like, I hope it works out. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you? Or is your subconscious a saboteur? Well, hope to me is just like, hope you have a great day. Or like, mm. hope you had a good weekend. Like, it sounds like something I say in an email. <laughs> opening or closing. Yeah. Let's look at the definition of hope, just to see what they're fucking saying out there. I always think of this 90s movie called Hope Floats. Hope Floats. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Want something to happen or be the case. I just, so that's expectation not how it feels. Is. Hope is like theorizing and then wish is asking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like to me, hope, when I envision the word as an image... I literally see it, like, coming out of, like, I, this is how I feel like hope is. I say hope, and then what I want is in a, in a um, straight line. Mm -hmm. And then the word hope, like, goes around it, but doesn't touch it. Mm. And to me, I just feel like it's useless. <laughs> well, what's interesting is, like, hope lives in the darkness is kind of goes with that concept where it's, like, mm. 
you know, it, the darkness is the darkness that's the hardest place to be. And then hope is like the first faint. I don't think hope is very strong, you know? Mm, it's faint. Yeah. You're right, you're right. But it's the, like, that's what I'm saying is nationally where I hear the word hope a lot. Mm. And I think because we're clinging to anything we have. Mm-hmm. And like hope is like this, the first strings, you know? You're expecting a positive outcome rather than believing in the positive outcome. And but first you have to like, even imagine the positive, the positive outcome. And only in the dark will you see, like, mm-hmm. a shim- tiny shimmer of light. Yeah. That's Mirage. true. Yeah. I don't think it's a strong word, but I don't think it's intended, even in this, to be a strong word. Yeah. Hope is not a strong word. That's good. I'm mm. glad that's confirmed. Um, thank you, Patrick Martinez. True. Yeah. Did yeah, you see yeah. the, the first graffiti in the hood? Is that what okay, we're looking that's at? The one. Okay, this yeah. one, I would say, is my favorite... I also, it felt so L.A. to me. Like, I don't know if this person's from L.A. Yeah. No, I think it said L.A. in the thing. Because it just reminds what me of the What is it called? Art. The oldest graffiti in my head. Yeah. Oh, it's from a bunker. Harbor area of Los Angeles. Oh, it is Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this one is, like, I guess... I like this one a lot, too. And they also did a great job of positioning it. If you go on the website, you'll see, like, the sun is peeking over And you can the zoom bunker. in on the graffiti. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of when I was into graffiti and graffiti boys and mm-hmm. they always had flickers and they would they would post all the graffiti that they saw on Flickr and then some people would take it as far as posting what they called hobo graph which was just really old scrawls by oh. usually like under bridges and things like mm-hmm. that and it would look just like this and yeah. it was like a form of collecting mm-hmm. and they would collect on Flickr these it looked just like this like it would be like 1950 like old smoke (laughs) um johnny so to me it feels very la like yeah knowing that it's from la i feel like like this is something i feel like i could buy because it like reminds me of like my life yeah yeah um but it's really beautiful yeah no i like this one a lot too i forgot about this one but um it's also one of those pieces that's like like there's this kind of like genre of art that's also very LA mm-hmm. which is like using like the LA landscape as the subject but in this very specific personal way where it's like the oldest graffiti in my hood and now all of you are looking at it right yeah and it's interesting like elevating yeah yeah which is interesting too because LA is one of those places that's like it doesn't have history and mm-hmm. then when you can if you can mine it in this way very mined very much it almost feels more valuable. That's a good word. Yeah, this does feel like mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, but essentially, it's like something that nobody would really care about or think about, and mm-hmm. it's not maybe like aesthetically strong necessarily, mm-hmm. but the idea is like I chose to make it important. And I'm just thinking about how so much art now, especially conceptual art, is important because it's asserting itself as being important. Right. And then once it's important, then we can start treating it like it's important. And once we treat it like it's important, we can make a narrative. And all of a sudden, this scrawl is like, wow, you know, who was this? And like, what does it mean to be part of a city? And what does it mean to watch graffiti advance? And did this person even consider themselves a graffiti writer? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the layers of people who have been here over the years. Yeah, which is a very tiny aspect of being alive Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but that's why i love conceptual art (laughs) it's like every time i think it's getting too serious i'm like oh like no it's not no (laughs) great well this is a great virtual so i think i'm sure other places have done this this is Mm -hmm. the first one i've seen (laughs) yeah like a virtual i really miss looking at art in real life i I think we need to we should yeah. every week go to, like, a schedule of viewing with our masks on. Yeah, definitely. We should go to L.A. Louvre. I think there's another Patrick Martinez, and he did I more really concrete. I like L.A. Louvre. Big fan of L.A. Louvre. Yeah. Friend of the pond. <laughs> <laughs> One day. <laughs> um, but this is, like, an epic one because it feels... Epoch, literally. Oh. Whoa. It's epic because... Oh, just because it's a real... Um, demolished structure that's in Los Angeles. Yeah, which I didn't know at first. At first I was like, oh, they did a pirate theme. (laughs) I love knowing. I love getting all the news. Um, Yeah, this is a real demolished building, and we love demolished buildings. Love them. Love them. Especially when they're in this state, and they have like all these kind of spikes Mm -hmm. sticking out. 
Love it. All right, guys, that's it. That's the meme. That's our show. That's our show. This was really fun. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll keep going. Yeah.